0: What is lotus birth? Briefly, it is a birth where the baby and their placenta are not separated at all, no tying or cutting of the umbilical cord. What? The cord remains attached to the placenta and slowly dries and then falls off on its own between about day three and day nine of the baby's life. The placenta is kept next to the baby and covered with salt and herbs. Who can do it? Anyone. Listen to these two stories of lotus birth, one at home and one in the hospital after a C-section birth. Talking about Lady Placenta, today I have with me Elizabeth Adams. Thank you so much for taking time from your wonderful family, Elizabeth, to be with us and enlighten us about Lady Placenta. Can you introduce yourself a little bit for our listeners? Well, sure. Um,
1: so I'm a, a freelance strategic storyteller. I've been working in mostly the real estate industry with developers, helping them envision resorts and and village projects and and massive communities across North America and a little bit of Europe. I've been doing that for about twenty years. Um, I have two beautiful boys. Um, both were home births. The second was a lotus birth, and that changed my outlook completely on on life and death, as it were. Um, and I'm really happy to be joining. Um, Vishka, you, you assisted both my births, so uh, I'm happy to be able to, to give back to your podcast in any way I can.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. So I think that a lot of um, what we're doing, well, I know the focus of my podcast, and a lot of what we're doing now, especially, I, I feel like especially now, um during the pandemic I, I i keep saying this on my podcast i feel like cracks are opening where the light is starting to show through mm-hmm. um in people's lives in the, the world in general in the systems that we've been working with and um and a lot of us are going through different learning processes so how did you first learn about the placenta
1: about the placenta itself
0: i mean yeah. I, I like suppose- you, when you were first pregnant Mm-hmm. Did you learn about the placenta during your prenatal and I and and I know that I was walking along that journey with you did we speak about the placenta back then
1: gosh that's a good question you know um I I would think that it was probably part of a conversation just to because I remember you taking the time to properly explain exactly what's happening biologically um, and, and that time wasn't taken with the doctor. Like the doctor never even mentioned placenta <laughs> like, at any, on any of the visits. Um, but I'm sure we discussed its role, uh, to a certain extent. And, uh, and I knew that, um, the standard procedure is that after birth, it usually is birthed within 15 to 20 minutes. And if it doesn't come out within that window, um, there's various techniques they use to try and get it out. And if it's still not out, whatever, it's something that needs to be extracted. So. Um, I was vaguely aware of it, but it was not, it, it was never the emphasis. The emphasis is always the baby, right? And so um, I hadn't really given it much thought, to be honest, um, with my first birth.
0: So if you can just briefly, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about the kind of general outline of the story of your placentas um, of both of your babies.
1: Mm-hmm, sure, sure. So the first one, um, I had a, a wonderful birth at home. Uh, with a birthing pool, you were there, um, <clears throat> baby came out, he was healthy, he was fine. We waited for the 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 cord to start, stop pulsating before cutting. And then we waited and waited and the placenta, my placenta wasn't coming out. And then I was, we tried the techniques and I started to bleed. And then eventually um, it became clear that I needed to, to a transport to the hospital where, um, you know, we didn't bring the baby because it was during, right in the middle of the H1N1 outbreak. And we had already decided that we were not going to give him any shots or injections of any kind, um, especially not in the first few days. Um, and he had already uh, breastfed and was full and was sleeping comfortably with his dad. So we went I went to the hospital, um, was under all kinds of suspicion as to why I was there without a baby. Um, but my placenta was removed and probably disposed of, I assume, Um And then with my second birth, which was in Spain, where we were living at the time, where the hospital experience is um, notoriously draconian (laughs) for birthing mothers, Uh, it's very old school, Um, I didn't want to go anywhere near a hospital. And so that's why we flew you out (laughs) to come and assist. And my biggest fear was the same thing would happen with uh, with the placenta this time around. But One thing we learned with the second pregnancy is that my body um, is a slow mover and I, I, and I need time. Um, Both my babies were born late, you know, within the, 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 the ETA. Um, The first one was 10 days late. The second one was uh, 16 days late and my placenta also is, is late. And so we learned that with the second one where after the baby was born and he was fine, we just waited and we gave placenta the time it, it needed. And, and for that birth, I decided I wanted a Lotus birth because a good friend of mine who was giving birth around the same time um, introduced me to it. And then lo and behold found out that you had experience with that as well. So it was kind of a really um, wonderful moment to know that we were all on the same page. And, um, and then, uh, so it took my placenta what nine or 10 hours before it finally emerged (laughs) and what rejoicing. <laughs> yeah. um, I've never felt more energized in my life than after my lotus birth. And after the placenta was born, I literally, you know, I jumped out of bed, took a shower, did my hair, came upstairs, about to start doing dishes. Then I was, of course, <laughs> redirected to the couch. But, you know, I was just in this on a high, a complete high um, with that birth and, and, and the placenta. And, and I can say that when the placenta, finally the cord dried and, and came off and he was, you know, a, an independent person, I mourned the placenta. <laughs> I, I mourned its presence uh, in an odd way. I remember I remember being overcome with sadness on that day. Um, you know, joy as well, having a healthy baby boy, but um, just a, there was a sadness there. And, and I thought it was so interesting because it was when I read about lotus birth, part of the... Um, Part of the belief is that um, not only does the baby receive all of the nutrients uh, possible, but it also receives the energetic kind of uh, benefits and, and is able to complete their aura if, the, if they're not detached, severed from their placenta. And so I, it definitely had an energy of its own. And I was, I, I was really surprised to find that um now i look back on it and i think well that's not surprising this is what gave gave him life it, it, it had a little life of its own too and it, it's an organ but it's also a living thing and and so um it makes sense that it should have its own energy but it's not a perspective that we take in the west to to look at the organs in our bodies as having their own distinct energies um, but i definitely learned that through the process so for that i'm really grateful
0: so, can you describe a little bit? I think that some of our listeners will have no idea what a lotus birth even is.
1: Right. Oh, sorry. Um,
0: Preface. <laughs> so, no, no, don't be sorry. I, I, this is just dovetailing in nicely to that question. So, so, what exactly is a lotus birth?
1: Well, a lotus birth is simply the least traumatic possible birth you can give a human, um, where they, you don't cut the cord, um, and you just, you, you treat the you treat the placenta with herbs and salt so it doesn't, you know, rot or smell. Um, And you leave it in a small basket by the baby and uh, with the cord intact. And some wrap the cord in silk as well. We didn't do that. Um, But eventually it just dries and, and it falls off naturally. And then you're left with a dried placenta generally. Um, and that's what a lotus birth is. Basically, it's just not cutting the cord and keeping the placenta close by until it it, it removes itself naturally.
0: We've been cutting the cord for so long, and it's so ingrained in us yeah. that uh, actually, I, I just got hold of a document. Um, it's a precipitous birth document for um, emergency medical service people, and it's pretty good. It's pretty decent um, just describing, you know, how to um, how to attend a um, a precipitous home birth um, that was unexpected. But (laughs) one ridiculous thing, I don't understand why they say you should tie the umbilical cord with a shoelace. Like that just seems and it's and it's um, this is a common thing. Like, I guess they think that it's the most useful piece of string ever that you would actually take a piece of string off your shoe or, or who has clean shoelaces around anyway. Yeah, that sounds very counterintuitive. <laughs> very weird. But, um, but, but basically the common um, perception of a lotus birth is also like, Ooh, that's weird. Um, and it that, really that was my initial, the, that was my initial reaction. <laughs> I'll admit. <laughs> well, the placenta is part of the baby. So it seems a little odd to cut it unless there's a reason. Um, and I mean,
1: prior to, you know, Western medicine, which is, you know, barely over a century old, to be honest, um, what, you know, what did women do in the past? You know, it, there's no there's no talk of that. There's no reference to that, but I don't believe, I mean, I, I know that like cord cutting with dirty scissors or, or contaminated tools um, has resulted in, in, in a very high mortality rate in, in, you know, countries around the world. So it's a, it's a risky practice if you're not doing it, you know, in a sterile environment and it's, it's frankly unnecessary, I think. Um, And it's part of, I feel it's very much part of the whole sort of Western ideology of just like um, expediting the entire process, you know, like you come in, you got this much time to labor, you know, this much time to get the baby out of you, Cut the cord. Here's your kid. You know, inject them with vaccines or whatever vitamin K shots, this and that, and then send you home so that they can free up the bed. And there is no um, time given to the process and how long it takes. And to birth a baby completely until it's independent, it takes actually a week, (laughs) more or less, because after the baby's born, it takes another five or six sometimes up to nine or 10 days even for the the cord to dry and fall off on its own. And by then, you know, the baby's a little older and has eaten and is, you know, and is more ready to sort of meet the world. And I think that also having that very special time of not leaving the house um, of, of just laying low and just being with the child and, and, and assisting in this process Um, it it has tremendous benefits and not only for the baby, but also for the mother who needs her rest. And, and this time is so, so fleeting and you only get it once and then they're off and then, you know, it's, it's busy life again. So I think, um, just for that reason alone, just that, that ritual and and giving, giving families, babies and moms the time, um, to really be quiet for the first few days is really important.
0: Absolutely. So, what uh, what advice would you give someone who, let's say, newly pregnant, wondering what to do as far as you know giving birth and everything, and but also wondering what to do. What what happens with the baby, baby's placenta? She's she's learned about a placenta. Um, she's wondering what happens to it after I give birth. What what should I like? Should I be involved? What what is this thing? What what advice well, would you give her?
1: Okay. Well, I mean, if you give birth in a hospital setting, they're not going to send you home with your placenta. Um, Placentas are actually very valuable organic tissue and they're not destroyed as we might believe. They're actually sold to um, pharmaceutical companies for a variety of treatments, mostly anti-aging treatments. Um, So just know that your placenta is a commodity. Um, Nobody will tell you that. And um, you have... I I don't know exactly what rights you have over it, but you should have rights because it's part of your body, but you would have to check that out before going in, I would think. Um, So what happens if you, if you want a Lotus birth, I think at least in North, I think in most countries, the only option is to do it at home, which I highly recommend if you're healthy and having a fairly uneventful pregnancy. Um, And then what happens after, well, my girlfriend, who also had a lotus birth around the same time, she she cut a section off of the placenta um, in the beginning before treating it with salt and herbs and, and kept it aside. And she then sent that to a lab and had homeopathic pills made from it. And she just she gives them to her kids for like whatever reason, anything from anxiety to they're starting a cold to they're overtired or cranky or whatever. She just here. Give them, give them a couple of these little placenta pills and it, and it, and it calms them and it soothes them and it helps them get over illnesses quicker. And, you know, just a small piece of one can yield like thousands of these tiny little pills and, and you can have them for quite a long time. Um, I didn't do that. I kind of wish I had, um, I kind of just put it in the freezer until <laughs> trying to decide what to do. It sat in the freezer for years. And then eventually we, we planted a, a, we planted it in, um, an avocado tree, uh, on top of it in a pot. So, um, you know, the, my placenta didn't have a very exciting second life there, but, um, you know, I, I, I guess, I guess you have to also kind of prepare for that ahead of time and, and know what you want to do with it. It might be easier to, to be a little more productive with it.
0: Oh, I think planting it, uh, under a tree is a wonderful idea. mm mm-hmm. Um, And interestingly, that you mentioned about the hospital, um, one of the other people that I'm interviewing for this episode actually had an unexpected hospital uh, surgical birth, and she got a lotus birth. No way. She was ferociously, ferociously, um, you know, demanded that they do not cut the cord and... And, and they didn't she took her baby and her placenta home together amazing yes. is that
1: here in montreal
0: yes wow so excited about this episode cuz we're we're exploring new things you know wow, the light gosh, the light that.
1: True. that as yeah. you said that's a huge light that's a big crack <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah
0: so would you have considered eating the placenta um I I would have, if
1: I were suffering in some way, if I were not well, um, I would have, because, you know, that's, that's what I've, it's, I guess that's what I, I I understand that it's for and to help. Um, But just, just cause, mm, I don't know. I mean, not really, probably not. I hadn't, but I mean, I'm, you know, my knowledge is, is, is limited to what I had known at that time. If I had other knowledge that, um, really pointed to a huge benefit. I may have. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'm not opposed to most things, you know, with the right understanding of them. Like it's, I'm, I'm, I'm open to the idea, but it, at the time, I, I didn't feel the need, and um, didn't cross my mind
0: really. <laughs> so, what, what benefits do you do you feel that your lotus birth baby had? Uh, really lasting benefits. Uh, oh, yes.
1: Oh, no. oh, my, oh yes! Oh yes! Oh yes! Oh um, yes! Well, the the one big benefit that I would that I would tell like anyone who's pregnant and and considering this or thinks it's gross or doesn't want, let me tell you, I have never seen a baby sleep so well. I mean, I mean, my first child, you know, he was home birth and everything, but you know, he was awake every three hours or or less, like most infants. And you know, the, the, the sleep cycles were very short with my second, with the Lotus baby. Oh my gosh, he slept. He slept so well. He slept all the time. It was wonderful. I was able to sleep. Sometimes I'd be sleeping and I'm like, is he still asleep? Okay. I'll get up now. You know, like I, I was just amazed. And I think that was the most remarkable difference the most uh, noticeable benefit and it's such a huge benefit to the mom especially if you have another child at home um that this baby just sleeps like an angel and he would wake up um uh, and not not crying he would wake up just open his eyes and look around and eventually we would notice he was awake because he's kicking his feet and you know and, and you can see there's movement but he he didn't he didn't cry himself awake And he and he just slept so well. And then, you know, I I read also that that lotus birth children tend to have a very strong sense of self and they're very grounded. And um, that's another reason I wanted that for this baby, because his older brother is is a big personality. And he's 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 a strong character. And I was like, this is going to be a tough act to follow for another little brother, you know, especially with a five year age gap. Um, but wow, like my second one is so exactly that grounded, self-confident, knows who he is, has his own likes and dislikes, regardless of what his brother likes or dislikes. He's not a follower. He's he's a leader. And, um, you know, he started kindergarten this year. And when I had the parent teacher uh, Zoom call, I mean, the teacher just just couldn't, couldn't stop gushing about how empathetic he was and how he treats other kids and how, you know, much of a leader he is. And then she said, what did, what did you? she, said, you know, this is the, your kid is the kid every parent wants. What did you do? <laughs> what, what, and I was like, um, well, first he's a Lotus baby. <laughs> and I get, and it gave me a chance to explain that. And I'm not, of course you have to raise them right as well. I mean, obviously, but um, I credit that birth experience and how he came into this world with the foundation he had to become, to develop his personality and his own person. I definitely do. I definitely
0: do. Well, Robin Lim, Lim uh, wrote in her book, The Placenta, The Forgotten Chakra. She writes that we are all actually mourning our placentas, all of us who had our placentas cut from us, uh, you know, in the first few minutes of life, um and she described um she was here in Montreal and she had an audience and she uh just uh randomly um selected someone from the audience uh who was a young woman carrying a backpack. And she she said, What's in your backpack? And um the woman said, Well, you know, whatever, describe the stuff. And so Robin said, Well, it's is all of that really necessary? And she said, No, i just like to like I like to carry it around with me. And Robin said, well, that's because your placenta was cut and you love to carry your bag around with you. Ah, hence the purse. Yeah. Hence <laughs> the purse. Do you go out with that? Like now I do actually, interestingly, another crack. I just go out with my phone and my driver's license. Cause I don't want to bother with all the like the thinking about COVID and digging in my bag and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's a, it's a very important organ that we have uh, treated badly over the centuries.
1: Oh, I believe that, and I wouldn't be surprised if a lotus birth would cut down on the the levels of postpartum depression and things like things like that. Because to have such a, you know, for a lot of women who who give birth in hospitals, it's like you have this nine months of pregnancy where you're you're in your world and you're, you know, you're thinking about your baby and your future and. You're anticipating this birth and you're building up for it and taking your time you need. And then you go into the hospital, and everything happens so fast, you know, and then you're sent back home with the baby and this is it. it's all said and done. And it was like, whoa, whoa, you know what I mean? And, and a lot, especially first time moms are, are unprepared. The baby has been traumatized you know, birth is a traumatic event, you know, um, you know, my baby, my second baby, even though he was born into a warm pool of water at home, he, he cried. He was like, what the heck was that about? You know, (laughs) it's, it's, it's traumatic. And to then be, you know, uh, pricked, prodded, um, snipped from the source of life you've had for the last nine months. Like it, it takes a while to get over that, I would imagine. And, and, and for a mother who's, you know, Responsible for this life, you must know. You know when your child is traumatized, even if you don't admit it to yourself. And I and I wouldn't be surprised if that's um, a big source of of, uh, of anguish, um, even if it's unacknowledged. In a lot of women, who who have these like sort of expedited births in hospitals and end up with postpartum depression, I just feel that if we if we could give back the the time. Um, that it takes, if we could give back a respect for the entire process, not just part of the process, um, we would be giving, we would be giving a lot back to, to women and to, to the children
0: of this world, honestly. Absolutely. Um, just one more question and I'm, you love words. You're an excellent writer. I love words, too. So I'd like you to tell us one word that you feel describes the placenta.
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) Describe the placenta in one word. Take a second. Let me think about that for a
0: minute.
1: I want to say godmother.
0: (laughs) Oh, wonderful.
1: That's That's the word that came to mind. Just like, just this kind of a a quiet um, protector, a quiet support, you know, a nourisher, you know, uh, it's like a second mother, you know what I mean? You have, there's, there's the main mom and, and then there's this kind of like divine mother, you know, a godmother within that um, accompanies the child and uh, supports them. Yeah.
0: So my next guest on uh, the Lady Placenta episode of Baby Magic is Bobette. Thank you so much, Bobette, for coming on the show. And um, if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself to our listeners. Sure. Hi, Rivka. Thank you for
2: having me on the show. It's such an honor. So my name is Bobette. I am a, a wife. I'm a grateful mother of two beautiful boys. I'm born in Congo. I'm raised in Europe and I'm currently living in Canada. I'm a photographer. I'm a designer of my own clothing line called Uzuri. I'm a doula as well. I'm a Reiki teacher and I'm also currently homeschooling my children.
0: Wow, oh, you have a lot on your plate. <laughs> I do. <laughs> A but I love, I love
2: everything about it thank you thank you
0: so tell me um so you've been uh, you've had two children so when you were first pregnant with your first child what did you learn about the placenta how did you learn about it did anyone mention it to you what were you thinking about it
2: well, the first time I learned about the placenta was um, was quite a while ago. When I was living in Belgium, I did study midwifery for about one and a half years. I didn't complete the study because I was a little bit traumatized by um, how, how the midwives were treated at the hospitals, basically. So I stopped and I did something completely different. Then I, I totally forgot about it, about everything uh, that had to do with birthing up until I arrived in Canada. Then it called me again to work with uh, pregnant women, but this time in in a different way, in a way that I was able to help. And that was basically to start my studies to become a doula. So during the doula classes, I learned more and more about the placenta it was uh, it was very intriguing at the time I was dating my now husband so I would tell him each time what we learned in the class and then one day he told me about uh, lotus birds. so my husband is very he's very advanced he always knew what he wanted and what kind of birth he wanted the day he, he was gonna have children so he knew about many more things than 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 I did, which was great. It helped a lot. So he's the one who introduced me into Lotus birth, which got me to study the placenta even more.
0: So tell us the story, if you wouldn't mind sharing just the outlines or however much you want um, your story about the placentas of both of your babies.
2: Of both of my babies, ooh. um, So I I would have to go back a little bit. So when I learned about the placenta the first time, as I said, I was studying uh, to become a doula. As soon as I finished, um, actually, just a few weeks later, I got the chance to witness a home birth, and the parents were having a lotus birth. And it just felt, so beautiful it felt the most natural thing to do so I started digging in it uh, deeper and I learned that in Africa for for example where I'm from people view the placenta as the, the spiritual twin of the baby so um, it definitely uh, spoke to me so we decided to also look deeper into it and then have one ourselves, that they would have children. So a few years later, I did get pregnant. Um, it was a very, very difficult pregnancy. Physically, it was very, very hard on my body and mentally as well. So it was supposed to be a home birth, but it ended um, at the I ended at the hospital and they did a c-section. Um, to make a long story short, it was, it was really, it was very traumatizing. Like everything I didn't want to happen basically happened. However, both of us, my husband and I and my doula at the time, we insisted that I wanted to have a lotus birth. And I, I think the doctor kind of felt a little bad because, you know, I was crying. I was all sad and traumatized. And, and so she agreed that, okay, at least you can have lotus birth, And luckily for us, um, she knew what it was because a few other people had come over the years and had uh, their lotus birth there with her. So um, the baby was born, uh, my first uh, son, and unfortunately it wasn't a full lotus birth. She still clamped the cord against our wishes, but it it had already happened. so the placenta was attached to my son for two days, and then I had to go home. Now, at the time, the policy of that hospital was that you were not allowed to leave the hospital with your placenta. So we ended up having to cut the cord after two, two days. So it wasn't a full lotus birth, so it was more so, you know, a kind of a delayed lotus birth because we still ended up cutting the cord. It didn't fall off naturally. So then, uh, which was fine, you know, we left the placenta there, even though, you know, it was not really what we wanted, but at least we accepted the situation. So a few years later, I got pregnant again, which was actually recently. Um, my son is eight months now. So I gave birth eight months ago and... um The pregnancy was amazing. Um, Things went really well, really, really well. And I was convinced I was going to have my baby at home. Everything was going to go fine. And then uh, not only did corona hit, but the baby was, quote unquote, overdue because I was 42 weeks pregnant and two days. So after you're 42 weeks pregnant, uh, well, my midwife at the time, she didn't allow me to have a home birth anyway because of COVID. So I had to give birth at the birthing center. But after 42 weeks, you automatically are transferred to the hospital. So I ended up at the hospital again. And because of different circumstances, uh, I ended up having an emergency C-section. However, I had the same doctor as the first time, and she agreed on having um, on, on giving us the lotus birth again. but this time, my husband was was on it. she was on her, and he made sure that nothing was clamped, the cord was not clamped, nothing was cut, and that everything was intact. So that's what happened. Um, we had our lotus birth, Our son was very healthy. Um, I was in a hospital in in a private room, so we were able to to have like a little ceremony just the two of us um, and with ceremony, I mean you know we were able to put the herbs on the placenta just to preserve it better, like we used the Himalaya salt, rosemary, rose petal, lavender, and thyme, and while we were adding the herbs. It was it was really intimate. We were saying affirmations and words of love and protection to our newborn son. And he reacted really well to it. He was very peaceful. Um, he still is, by the way. He's a very calm and, and gentle, peaceful soul. And luckily, um, in the meantime, the hospital policy had changed and Women are now allowed to take their placenta home. I'm talking about La Salle Hospital in Montreal, so it's not all the hospitals. But when you give birth there, you are allowed to take your placenta home without any affidavit, without any, um, you don't have to do much for it. You just have to ask for it. And I think they do um, have you sign a paper, but that's about it. It was really, really easy. So, um, well, one thing we noticed is that uh, we had a lot of different nurses coming into the room, which was weird because nothing was wrong with the baby at all. But then afterwards, we realized that for them, for a lot of them, it was the first time seeing a lotus birth. So seeing a uh, baby still attached to the cord. We ended up staying at the hospital for six days. Much longer than um, initially planned, but everything went well. We went home with the baby and the placenta attached, and um, yeah, the the cord fell off on the sixth day. Yes, well, the day after we got home, so that would be the seventh day. That's when the placenta fell. Uh, the cord fell off. Um, it happened at home. It was very peaceful. My son did not cry. Um, it was a little emotional because I definitely did feel a bond. It might sound ridiculous, but I definitely felt a bond between the placenta and my son. So it was very emotional for me to see that the two were um, detached, you know. Um so so yeah that's that's what happened, and the reason why it made me um emotional, I guess, is because I definitely believe that you know once the placenta dies, the baby can live, and the placenta has been feeding our child for nine months in the womb, and then yeah they they separate and then and then now the baby was was on its own, basically, so we kept the placenta um. For about 13 days, we kept it at home, and then on the 13th day, we went. Um, we had a ceremony. My husband and our two children. Now, we went to bury the placenta um, at a very special place under a tree. We had a little ceremony that turned into a picnic. My oldest was uh, three months. He was really excited, (laughs) really, really excited. It was beautiful. It was a very beautiful, intimate uh, little ceremony. So we picked a very special place to both of us. And basically, that's where the placenta is now. And my baby's navel is absolutely perfect, both of their navels, actually. There was no infection, no... Um, nothing went wrong at all. It healed beautifully, and now they have their healthy, very peaceful, quiet children. I'm very happy with that decision.
0: That's an amazing story, and I i pay tribute to you and your husband uh, making that precedent at Salle Hospital, just with the kind of love and persistence that you, that you live your life with. That's amazing.
2: Thank you. Thank well, you. We, were not, we were not the first one, though. I definitely have to give thanks to, uh, there's at least two women I know that, that went to the hospital. There's one woman who taught me a lot about lotus birth. She has a YouTube channel called Queen Birth. And it's, uh, it's also a black woman that lives in Montreal. She and her husband um, recorded her having uh, her baby naturally and taking care of the placenta. Um, the, the images are very, not graphic at all, but it's very detailed. So you you learn a lot uh, from these videos. So she gave birth at LaSalle. So I feel that she, amongst other women, definitely made it easier for women like me and the ones that are gonna come after to have a lotus birth there because it also helped to change the hospital policy. A couple of years ago we were not allowed to, you know, even have um not clamping the cord, and now we are allowed to even bring our placenta home. So I definitely give um give thanks to the the other women that went
0: before us. Well, I think that's what's happening now is there's a there's a pyramid of of uh of booting families you know getting getting what they desire mm-hmm. but it's I love the story time. about i love the story about all the nurses coming into the to your room because that's an education in itself you know mm-hmm.
2: yes yes and they were they were very curious the one question all of the nurses asked is why why so You know, we we are very, my husband and I were very intuitive people. So to certain nurses, we would actually tell the truth and and tell them that it's not because of religious um, reasons. It's more because we do feel that um, the baby, uh, yeah, the baby and the placenta have a strong connection, a strong spiritual connection. And uh, we don't just want to end that abruptly But then to other nurses, we would just say, oh, yeah, it's for religious reasons Uh, or, oh, no, just, uh, you know, just we're just trying this. Or, you know, we weren't all necessarily uh, getting into depth with all of them. But, yes, the amount of curiosity, even when we went home, (laughs) even when we went home, we had a whole crew of nurses saying goodbye to us because by then they all (laughs) they all had seen our our son and the placenta yeah so so yeah it was it was extremely empowering that I must say it was very empowering even though a lot of things went went wrong uh, during the delivery the fact that we were able to do that it was extremely empowering because it's your it's your organ why would you not be allowed to take care of it the way that you want to you know especially taking it home why do you have why would you have to leave it there we all know what happens to placenta so it's only normal that you claim what's what's yours and that you're allowed to take it home i'm very grateful that that policy changed now
0: and also it's it's not only your organ but it's actually your baby's organ and uh and you know, important, and this is in no way saying that oh, everyone has to have a lotus birth, but mm-hmm. it is safe, it is healthy, and it should be something that is uh, that is respected.
2: Exactly, exactly. It's not for everyone, but like you said, if there's a person who chooses to have a type of birth, that person deserves to have a support system around them. It's not going to be for everyone, but everybody deserves to be supported. In their own decision.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yes, and I also have to um, to give thanks to you because you were my doula teacher. You were also my midwife when I had my first um, first baby, and uh, while well, you were there for me, you were definitely very, very active and very helpful. Um, And you're also the one who taught me a lot about lotus birth. So I definitely have to give my respect to you as well for um, helping me and many other pregnant women, making it easier, making it easier, having a, a, a better birth outcome.
0: Well, thank you. So if you could if you could just uh, describe the placenta with one word, you can think about it. But um, yeah, one word to, to describe the placenta. One, oh, ooh, there's too many things I want to say about it. One word. Life. Mm, yes, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I would say life. Life. It, it it gives you life. It feeds you. It, it's such a powerful thing. I think without it, there would not there
0: would not be life. It nourishes every single human.
2: Exactly. Every
0: single one of us had a placenta.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much back for joining us and and uh, and sharing your stories with us they're amazing just as you are
2: you're very welcome thank you for having me I feel so honored I no hope pardon. that this um, that the series that you're doing can also help other um, women in the in the, in the way it helped me because there's so many things that a lot of women don't know about when it comes to um, pregnancy and giving birth you know the different options it's there's a whole world of information that is being kept quiet and with what you do it's definitely helping humanity so thank you again
0: Are you all going to practice lotus birth now? I know, it's not for everyone. Our next episode is on placental encapsulation and eating the placenta. Yes, there's the U factor. But the two Australian women who I'm chatting with give a pretty convincing argument for the benefits. It lowers postpartum hemorrhage, postpartum depression, and increases breast milk.